full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM The Fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and Andre Salvis and intern Cody here with us as well. Man, it's been a busy 24 hours for the Utah Jazz. Well, they've had more moves. Yes, they have. Adding to their roster. I, I tell you, I'm I am really excited about these moves that this Utah Jazz team has done and uh, what they've given up to get it, to make it happen, uh, is really not a heck of a whole lot. Yes, they are going into the luxury tax, uh, new ownership, willing to spend the money. But uh, we'll talk about the deals that have been done today, how Utah is really bolstering up their uh, their bench um, with uh, veteran experience and, and, and guys who know what they're doing. Um Utah, excuse me, USA, Team USA, men's basketball team, they will be playing Australia late tonight. I think it's about like 10.30 our time. Uh, if you're going to be up late, you could watch it live. And so we'll preview that matchup. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun talking to these high school football coaches around Region 11. Aji and I are going to be speaking with Coach uh, Wise from Bear River. Uh, that's coming up at 4.30. And then Coach Howell from Skyview, we'll hear from him at about 5.30 next hour. And uh, really interesting, Ajay, as we've been talking to these coaches, they have very different views about RPI and scheduling is pretty much pretty similar across the board, but their views about RPI are pretty different. I think that's one of the bigger things that have stood out to me so far in these interviews. Yeah, uh, RPI, strength schedule, scheduling, um, I think the only thing they've really all agreed on is that Region 11 is going to be tough. That's the, probably the consensus agreement. Everything else has been, you know, this way, that way. You know, we don't like this or we like that. And so, yeah, uh, Coach Weiss, uh, what, 4.30? Yep. And then Coach Hal later on in the 5 o'clock hour for Skyview. Skyview, I'm doing some research on them, and I, and I brought up a crazy stat. You'll hear that in the interview. I didn't realize the stat that I brought up when I was doing the research, I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. Like dominance. Just like pure crazy. Not, not even just dominance in the region, but just dominance overall. It's amazing. And and the teams they play too, like it's it's a nice, nice resume they have. So yeah. Will they be able to keep it up? That's the question. Yeah, that is a great question. And especially and I love the answer we asked about uh Isaac Larson. I loved his answer. Coach's answer was awesome about that. That was really good. So if you want to chime in on that, um, high school football is only a week and a half away. Uh, we've got the uh, Utah Jazz at the Summer League. Uh, the team, which one was it? The Team White? Team White won by like 30. <laughs> Did very well, Team Blue. Yeah, like you told me was yesterday. complete opposite. Hey, because I was like, hey, the Blue team's getting their butts kicked. Like, AJ, the only game that matters is tonight against San Antonio. Look at the scores, like 82 to 59 or whatever at one point. I was like, oh. We're good. All right. We're good. We're all right. Azabuki looked great, by the way. I thought Azabuki played really, really well. Yeah, because the one squad has guys that are on the Jazz or were recently on the Jazz and might still be on the Jazz. Mm -hmm. It's still to be determined on some of these guys. But 
uh, guys who have had some NBA experience for Utah, uh, and they looked really good last night. Um, they'll have another game tonight and one more tomorrow. No, excuse me, um, Friday. They don't play tomorrow. And then they're only going to take one team to Las Vegas, aren't they? They're not taking two teams to Las Vegas. No, one. They just take one team. I think it's the white team. The one that uh, played better? Yeah. I forget which one is white, which one is blue. The white team won by 30 last night. The blue team lost by like 30. Okay. Last night. So, uh, so <clears throat> and I think that's good. We've got some jazz players who really didn't get a lot of meaningful minutes last year. And some of them are on the fringe of whether or not the Jazz re-signed them. Yeah, or if they not. need them. Yep, especially with the additions they have now. So, and actually, let's talk about that. And if you want to weigh in, uh, I'd love to get your your thoughts about some of these new additions. It's been a busy twenty four hours for Utah. One of these happened last night while the summer league was going on. Another one happened just this afternoon. Um, if you want to weigh in and give us your uh, reactions to these moves by the Utah Jazz, feel free to text in on the Guild Mortgage text line four three five three three nine. 0321. But last night, Utah Jazz announced that they're bringing on Hassan Whiteside, seven footer, who's been in the league for a while, uh, was a perennial starter, great player, good player, um, went to Sacramento last year and just was a, a bench player, a role player, a little bit out of sorts. Like he had a good role in Portland until Yusuf Nurskic started coming back from his injury and then he kind of got put, uh, on the bench and kind of struggled with that again in Sacramento. Uh, he played 36 games this past season. He had uh, some some injuries that popped up through the year. He had some health and, and uh, safety protocols that he had to miss games for. But last year, 8.1 points, 6 rebounds, 1.3 blocks, about 15 minutes a game. The year before that, just in contrast – 67 games played, 15.5 points, 13.5 rebounds, 2.9 blocks, and played 30 minutes a game. So Utah Jazz are hoping that what happened in Sacramento was just a blip, and they can, if he accepts his role coming off the bench behind Rudy Gobert, then that he will be able to play strong, effective minutes for the Jazz. Because that's kind of how he his career has now shifted. He used to be a regular starter, a good impact player at the center position, but now he's shifting to the a bench role. And uh, in Sacramento, it's a bad team, and he's not backing up a good center. In Utah, it'll be a very different story. And the, the, the stats show that when he's on the court, teams defensively are better. They improve when he's on the court. Now, will they improve <laughs> compared to – when Rudy's on the court, probably not. But uh, I don't think we'll see so much of a drop-off with uh, with Hassan Whiteside coming in compared to what Rudy Gobert was doing. So I like this move. It's a veteran player. He's still got some uh, fuel in the tank. And uh, I-, I like the move. The Jazz signed him for uh, kind of a veteran's minimum. That's that's the key. I they don't spend a lot of money on him. So I'll start with the good and then I'll go to the bad so I can you know make sure everyone's happy. But this guy was wanted by a few other good teams, too, contending teams. And the veteran minimum, that's what all those teams were offering him. And he still said yes to the Utah Jazz. Like, that's impressive. That really is impressive. Um, I'm worried, Eric, what Hassan Weiss are we going to get? 
the one who's reinvigorated, who wants to get back at it, who wants to be great again, who wants to, you know, be that monster underneath in defensively and be the gift that he is offensively? Or are we going to get Portland Hassan Whiteside and get a 30% effort out of him night in and night out? I, that's, I mean, it's good that he came here. I'm glad he did it on a veteran minimum. That was nice of him. But does he want to be here? That's my question. Well, he signed as a free agent. So it wasn't he wasn't traded, so he signed off on it. Um, it but here's the, the thing with Hassan Whiteside: like he showed kind of his spectrum of what he can provide for a team last year at home against Brooklyn in mid February. The guy went off like 26 points, 13 rebounds, five blocks. The very next, what's the next night he struggled? The though? very next night, yeah, he only had like five points, five or six points, four or five rebounds. So I kind of bagged on him in in the 19 year when he played it with the Portland Trailblazers, but he averaged like 15 and a half points, um, 13 and a half boards, two blocks. Like he was really good with yeah, Portland. Yeah, very effective. Um, the Kings is kind of where it all tailed off. But again, like you said, he was dealing with a hip injury, a knee injury, and a back injury, and then health and safety protocols. Like he just didn't have it. Um, this could be a great get. The other part to it is kind of funny. It's more ironic than anything, and I think it's happened a couple times now within the NBA. Um, but Rudy Gobert, you know, the whole smack talk that they had between him and Whiteside and Whiteside because I mean was it three years ago maybe not four or five years ago maybe we had that debate of who's better Gobert or Whiteside you know over and over and over again well then Gobert turns out to be a three-time defensive player of the year and Hassan Whiteside's looking at his third fourth team now in the league so I and, and well this will be his third team in three years third, yeah well it's but it's I mean and Gobert had pointed that out to Hassan Whiteside through social media can they get along on the court together? Well, the thing is, they don't need to be on the court together. I'd like to. I'm, well, yeah. They play the same position, but they don't need to be. They're not They're not sharing time on the court. They're splitting time. Yes, 4086. He did play with Dwayne Wade in Miami. Um, yeah, but, you know, I think they could be on the court. Like, I think Quinn's going to try and, like, if they need a lockdown defensively, They'll put them on the court together. I don't know who's. I don't know. I don't know how someone will do with it. But I don't, we never really saw Rudy and uh, Favors. That's because they didn't mesh well on the court together. I mean, they used to play on the court together a lot in the earlier years. Uh, the other move that happened today. This was rumored. This has been rumored for a while that while, the Jazz yeah. were targeting Eric Pascal. But there was more being given to Golden State than what they got. Right, and there was a part of the big part of it was that the Jazz were going to trade Joe Ingles to Golden State to get him to help them shed luxury tax. But the thing is, Golden State is even in a worse position than Utah just is. Extended Steph Curry's contract. Yeah, they've they've got the biggest uh contract issue uh at, at their place. So the Jazz still get Eric Pascal. They give up a protected second round pick in the future. And here's a guy who's only been in the league for two years. He was a childhood friend of Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they're buddies. Donovan tweeting out today he's Super excited, full circle thing here. When Eric Pascal came into the league out of Villanova, he was a second-round pick to the to the Warriors. He played uh, 60 games. He started 26 of those, averaging 14 points, 4.5 rebounds, 2 assists. But this last year, a bit of a decline. He only four, started 4 games. Uh, played in forty, but they he could nine fit. and a half points, he, three rebounds. He couldn't fit inside that rotation, 
And and on uh, to in, me in, in a my rotation opinion, of a bunch of scrubs, they wouldn't. Well, they wouldn't give him the opportunity to fit well. Like they didn't put him in a position to actually succeed in a role that he that he'd actually thrive in. I really feel like that when I watch games and I saw him play against Utah. I was like, this kid can play, but they're not putting him in a role where he can succeed. It's more just being a decoy, which was stupid in every single way. This kid's talented. This kid can score. He's great on the perimeter. He's this is a great get, and this is thirty-three percent three-point shooter. This is highway robbery for Utah because they were supposed to lose Joe Ingles or Bogey or you know the, the concession stands with Joe from Vivas Mall <laughs> Marina. Like, I well, mean, they had the trade exception teams. from Tony Bradley that yeah. still made it possible to get and, Eric Pascal. And don't forget, in nine four six three points this out too. Pascal made the All Rookie Team. Do you know who he made it over? Yeah, twenty twenty All Rookie Team, first team. He made it over R.J. Barrett. He pushed away R.J. Barrett from the all-rookie first team and made it over him. Like, this kid's got talent. And to get him for a second-round protected pick, oh, my gosh. All day, every day, please. That is great work by Ryan Smith, Donovan Mitchell, and Justin Zanuck. See, but what I'm concerned about is why did he decline so much from year one to year two? In his first year with Golden State, he averaged 27 and a half minutes a game. Last year, 17. It wasn't used as much. Now, he did have a hip flexor. He missed 12 or 13, 14 games because of that. But he just wasn't used quite as much this year as he was the year before that made him a, a first-teamer on the all-rookie team. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I didn't watch all the Golden State's games. But again, I don't feel like their system fit Eric. I really don't. I don't think it ever fit his his style of play. Utah does. The lineup they have, the guys they have around him. I mean, come on, Eric. Eric Pascal is going to be coming off the bench with Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles, maybe. Holy crap. Well, yeah, your second unit. Pick your poison, Hassan man. Hassan Whiteside. Uh, either be Mike Connolly or Donovan Mitchell running point. Yep. Um, then you'll have Rudy Gay, uh, Eric Pascal, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles. That's as good as most, what do you want to do? A lot of starting lineups in yeah. the league. I mean, and, and Quinn and Quinn loves dabbling in mixing up things and bringing out different looks, and he's going to have a lot of different looks to to bring out. Um, here becomes my bigger question. Remember that conversation we had about when Dennis Lindsay was making these moves and Quinn was looking at him with a right eye, which doesn't blink because I swear it's fake, <laughs> just staring at him like, "What are you doing?" Um. You think Quinn likes this? I think so. I think this gives his second unit versatility, which is what he really missed. You get a six-eight uh, wing who could also be playing the post in Rudy Gay. You get a six-six wing who's listed as a power forward as well, so he can play in the post and still guard on the wing. So- and you get a solid center defender who swats. Shots and grabs rebounds and is and can score. So these have been huge upgrades for the Utah Jazz. So let me get this straight, Eric. Rudy Gay, veteran minimum. Hassan Whiteside, veteran minimum. Eric Pascal, rookie contract. Anything else, folks? Like, is there anything else you need? You want a strawberry on top of that Sunday? Oh, and let's not forget the draft where they get uh, oh, Jared Butler, NCAA men's basketball, and they champion traded Jared backwards Butler. to get him. They These traded have been great backwards. moves. 
Justin Zanuck's killing it. Iron Smith's doing well. The question is, is can it perform on the court? Eric, it's a great team. We got excited about Bogey being a part of the team last year. Can this team compete on the court in a tough Western Conference and be a contender for an NBA championship? That's what it comes down to. So your starting unit, which was the number one team in the NBA, is all back. Oh, hang on. Okay. So you got your starting unit that was the number one team in the NBA. You have the sixth man of the year coming back. The sixth man of the year runner-up coming back. You just added another great defensive uh, center who can score. You added another great wing player and defender, Rudy Gay, and another young three-point shooter and defender in Eric Pascal. And what did you give up to do that? An aging veteran Derek Favors, Matt Thomas, and George Nyang. Yeah, that's an upgrade. Mike Conley's got to play more than 50 games. I need Mitchell to stay healthy. Joe Ingles is... Like, if they can just put it together where things actually break their way and guys stay healthy, it's, it's the best team in the league. Hands down, bar none. Um, Wait. Did we did we roll tape on that? Yeah, we're rolling. Do we have Wait, a... Co- is that recorded? No, no. Well, I guess... Well, I don't know. The question is, is my that mic on? That needs to be... Of course your mic, mic is on. on. Because be yeah, of course your mic's on. This freaking Daniel Radcliffe ugly version lookalike over here <laughs> Rip, doesn't was turn rude. on my mic. And we're doing rude. a podcast for an hour and 15 minutes when I could have been at McDonald's. Well, you pushed the wrong button and then uh, really screwed up my board. <laughs> Girl. I go, I had your mic on. You just uh, you just had weird buttons pushed an hour ago. So, uh, do you, do you feel like the Jazz have made the right moves? Did they miss out on yes. somebody that they should have gone after? And does this put them in title contention? Um. Okay, ask the first question. Did they make the right move? Yes. Uh, did they get the right... Well, I guess it's the same thing. But does this put them in title contention? No. Lakers are still going to be the Lakers. Uh, the Nuggets are still good. They and, and, and the Suns own the Utah Jazz. Speaking of not, like, like not losing many people and bringing people back, that's the Suns. And they beat the Jazz two games out of three in the regular season. And they went to the NBA Finals. I mean, does, I mean are they... I guess, I don't know, explain how if they make the playoffs, absolutely they do. Are they top four team? Yes. But they're not going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. They're not, there's just, there's too much talent around the Western Conference to do it. Memphis could give them problems. Uh, the Jazz pretty much have filled out their roster. Yep. I would. think they have one more spot. Mm-hmm. Do they give that to Elijah Hughes? That's what I think. Or do they give it to Trent Forrest? See, Trent, I want to know why people aren't like, why isn't the Jazz holding Trent Forrest higher? I like that guy. I think with Mike Connolly's injury history, I probably would go with Trent Forrest over Elijah Hughes. Me too. Because you have Mie Oni. Me too. You have Eric Pascal. You have Rudy Gay. You have multiple players now that can play that Which, same spot that Elijah Hughes would occupy. But if, if Mike Connolly goes down, then your point guard rotation gets super thin and you're putting a lot more pressure on Joe Ingles. Speaking of pressure, do you know how many guys are going to be fighting for that last roster spot to dress on the Utah Jazz roster without oh, being sent to Salt Lake City? And that is going to be an absolute dogfight brawl to get that last spot. Like Quinn's got a tough decision to make, and he's going to have to all give him like little sharp sticks and say, all right, last one to survive wins. 
I mean, that's like going to be the scene a- in the Dark Knight when he comes in and breaks the poker oh, stick. Oh yeah, there we're you go. Tryouts. All right, we have tryouts. Uh, make it quick, and that's what Quinn's gonna be like. Make it quick. We got a preseason game coming up, and so that's what you do, dude. Trent Forrest, Mioni, Azabuki. Who else is on that list? Is gonna be duking it out for that spot. Well, Zabuki's already under contract. Miaoni's already under contract. Yeah, but the dress, I guess, well, yeah, true. Um, and there's a couple of fringe guys on the Stars team that actually played well towards the end of the season. That's going to be a battle. I'm excited to see actually more so that than anything else going into the preseason. It's going to be fun. 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in on what the Utah Jazz have done in free agency. Very busy 24 hours signing Hassan Whiteside last night. And then Eric Pascal just this afternoon um, making a trade there, giving up a future protected second-round pick. And uh, Pascal is still on his uh, rookie contract, as you were able to also use the trade exception from the Tony Bradley deal. So that really didn't cost them too much to get him. And um, six foot six power forward, 2020 all-rookie first team. It's a great addition for Utah yeah. and what they want to do. It really is incredible. They've been hitting home run after home run, in my opinion, and how they've handled this offseason. So... Excited to see how it comes together. Uh, i got to call a quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. We've still got an uh, interview with Coach Wise from uh, Bear River, their high school football team. Their season's coming up next week. We'll get a preview of their team and their season. Uh, next hour, we'll hear from Coach Howell from Skyview. Uh, and also coming up, who said it? Actor? Coach? It's our final time. Or athlete. Unless we want to do this without Cody here. <laughs> My spirit will live on, guys. I promise. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I promise. We'll turn on the wrong mics. Just just an honor. Oh, my. Rude. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. There's not as many smart people as you think. You know, it's just a reality. It'd be a no-brainer if you said, you know, hey, you got a chance to get uh, Wayne Gretzky on your team or you get a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him. You know, no thanks. We're, we're good. Yes, he is Wayne Gretzky and he is Michael Jordan. And, um... He's right. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Preston Golf and Country Club is now taking registration for the Preston City Amateur to be played this week on August 6th and 7th. It's a 36-hole stroke play tournament. Championship flight will pay gross only and all other flights will pay net only. Prizes on every hole both days with significant added money. Entry fee is $60 for members, $75 for non-members, and does not include cart. Players pick their times on Friday with Saturday based on Friday scores. The Preston City Amateur this Friday and Saturday. Call 208 852 What's the deal with the Dan Patrick Show? Dan Patrick. You're still fighting for Tiki Barber to get in the Hall of Fame. I'm not even actually a fan of Tiki Barber, really, but his stats suggest he's a Hall of Famer. His stats blow away Marshawn Lynch. Okay, because that's the debate now. Marshawn Lynch is retired. Yes, he. If Pete Carroll had just given the ball to Marshawn to run in, instead of throwing that pass, we wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a question that he's Hall of Famer. Okay. Dan Patrick. Weekday morning from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions in all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. 
Bright green cars. That's the only thing you need to remember as you're driving down Main Street in Logan looking for Jarek's fine jewelry. Hi, this is Jarek. We have a lot of people comment on the bright green cars outside, and some even talk about the building. But the overwhelming responses come when they step inside. Jarek's showroom was created to offer an intimate, romantic setting for couples to enjoy their ring-buying experience. Everyone is treated like a friend, with no price negotiation needed. Make your engagement special. Make it Jarek's. Come see us at 930 North Main in Logan. Just look for the bright green cars. Behind Utah's most successful businesses is a whole lot of technology making them run. Behind that technology is Les Olson Company, your local office technology partner. With everything from copiers and printers to IT services and even computers and document management software, Les Olson Company has all the tools your business needs to do more. Need office technology? Partner with Les Olson Company. Visit lesolson.com tech. When it's time for a new haircut, don't cut into your wallet. At New Horizons Beauty College, haircuts, color, highlights, pedicures, and manicures are far less expensive than going to a salon. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. You'll get a great look at a great price. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in the Clock Tower Plaza in Logan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Okay, think about this. Starting lineup for the Jazz, Conley, Mitchell, O'Neal, Bogey, Gobert. Second lineup, Butler, Clarkson, Ingles, Gay, Whiteside. Jeez. Third line of Forrest, Oni, Brantley, Pascal, Azabuki. And then you got one last roster spot. You got to figure it out. Now that would be it, right? There's get 15. One, two. Yeah, I guess that would be one, two, three, four, five, ten. Nope. Never mind. That would be it. Or do you still get a spot for like a two-way player? Oh, that's right. Because yeah, the NBA has allowed that now that you get one two-way roster. That's right. Thank you. I was wondering why the last the roster spot would be remain open. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh? That works for me. I think that's a pretty solid lineup. Yeah. And some of those guys, you, I think you can mix and match and move them into different spots. Yeah. I think some of those guys, especially on the bench, are versatile. That can play different positions. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, if I'm Coach Snatter, I'm salivating at the mouth at this point, Eric. Right? I mean, there's. It is really tough to, to think got, of something else. You got more athletic at the wing. You've got versatility with your lineup. Um, you've got experience. You've got veterans on your team. And, and this team overall, there it's a veteran team. You can say that the Jazz are a veteran team now, for sure. Nine four six three. Two questions. Why is Cody leaving? And what is my incentive to tune into the show anymore? Didn't you say we we're like father figures? <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty incentive. We're sending Cody out in the wide world. The yeah, <laughs> Cody, you want to announce it? I'm spreading. You got to leave at five, anyways. It's true. Um, I will be taking my talents to to Evanston, Wyoming, to become the voice of the Rich High Rebels. I'm incredibly excited and humbled to go out there and. Uh, 
go out there and do play-by-play for them. So uh, tune in, and uh, I'll still be there. <laughs> Someone's going to be listening to 1A Rich High School basketball. Hey, if I'm calling it, like I don't know. Those kids are studs, by the way. Like, they oh, yeah. kick butt. They kick butt. I'm way excited to go out and uh, go out to Evanston and take my talents out there. So, Yeah, we're excited for him. Uh, Cody's been hanging out here with us, doing a variety of different things for a while, uh, more than just pr- helping us produce this show. And so we're excited that uh, you get to go out and experience more in the radio world. Yeah. Just make sure you turn on the on button for your mic. That's good. <laughs> make sure the light is red. An hour and 15 minutes later, you realize you didn't <laughs> turn it on. I can positively say that I don't think I'll ever have a, an, a superior be as verbally abusive to me as... <laughs> AJ hey, was while I was at hey, Cash you Valley made Media. You the out cool again, so good for you. Bring hey, it. we're gonna miss you. You did great work. Thanks. It was cool. Let's find somebody else. Well, that wow, really that was really rude. AJ, <laughs> it's, okay it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be sad. I don't show my emotions. Don't let the door hit you. Uh, the way does that out. mean there's, there's a opening. job opening at his position, <laughs> asking for a friend? <laughs> Depends. Uh, we uh, we do our interviews live on air. By the way, have you interviewed nine three one zero live on air yet? We still got to get him to do some uh, color analyst work for us in the version of Bill Walton. <laughs> That's good. I passed on. <laughs> I love how you're disappointed I, I in pa- me when I say it. I passed on the information <laughs> to the play by play guy who is needs help, and uh, it's on him to reach out and go take. Wait, it you left there. it up to him? Yeah. Oh boy, he's got to know who chemistry works and. If they can communicate and have fun together. Dude, that's the thing is that we, okay, with Cody, we had great chemistry. It was good. It was saucy. You know? It still is. I'm witty. still here. <laughs> I mean, he cracked a few dumb lines, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, he was like, all right. Uh, no different than anybody else in the room. Like, <laughs> <laughs> See? We're going to miss you, man. Congrats, though. Thank Wyoming's going to be awesome for you. You're going to do great. Go Rich. Hi. Hey, do we play Rich in like, some sports? I swear. Like I ho- Rich High? I really hope so. I swear they do. Maybe they don't. Not there's such a there's such a gap in classification. It's quite wide. Region wasn't a part of our high school pick'em. Rich was. Well, yeah, they, we include them in, and uh, in, we've included them in our high school pick'ems before. Oh yeah. man! There you go. I'm gonna be getting the sauce from Cody. Let me taste Cody. Cody, give me give me the details. Oh, the, hey, you could finally win pick six. That's awesome. No, it's pick. We'll have, to, we'll have to include some rich high school lines in the upcoming pick six. Why? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. By the way, I want my gift back. Or I want my gift at least. Oh, I have it for you. If this is a Javier's gift card, I'm going to be really upset. No, that's better than a Javier's Enjoy gift card. Enjoy 25 cents towards any meal. Wait, Yay! when did this expire? Why does this look like it was made from 1994? When did this, Eric, when did this expire? There's no expiration on it. I Believe me, I looked. I looked this time. I've learned sure my lesson. Not fake. I'm going to put it to the <laughs> put light. Put it to the light. Make sure you got the printing <laughs> in the back. Straight back watermark. All right. We come back. Coach Weiss of Bear River as we continue our Region 11 football preview. He talks Bear River football. And, Eric, an exciting announcement coming up of a new play-by-play guy. I think people are going to like the name that they hear, um, who it's going to be. Yeah, really exciting stuff for Bear River. So stay tuned for that. It's coming up next on the Full Court Press. If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's. 
And the winner is Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. Voted best appliance dealer in northern Utah. This is Jay at Daryl's Appliance. We sincerely thank you, Cash Valley, for your vote. We want to share more great news by introducing the newest member of our Scratch and Dent family, Whirlpool. That's right, we now carry Whirlpool-made appliances at scratch and dent prices, always backed by our exclusive two-year warranty and our famous Daryl service team. Come check us out today, Daryl's West on Airport Road. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. All right, going back to our Region 11 football preview, we get to now Bear River, a team that finished 5-6 and six last year and now looks to rebound, and a team that could be very dangerous with uh, some new additions and uh, a couple of kids that you know people haven't heard about. And uh, again, Coach Weiss at the helm here, and you know that Coach Weiss is going to have his team ready to go for the 2021 football season. Coach, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Hey, uh, Coach, let's start here. Uh, last year, you know, kind of a, a rough ending to the season. You guys do beat Green Canyon in a thriller and then lose to a really, really good Pineview team. Uh, now, going back into this year, what are some of the things that you feel like you have improved immensely on getting ready for the season opener next Friday night? Well, you know, I we, we've got some seniors that are coming back in with a lot of great starting um, experience. You know, there's there's uh, Case and Byrne who is coming back as a starting middle linebacker that runs our defense, basically. Jared Lish is my defensive coordinator. has really kind of turned things over to Case and to be the field general out there. And, and so that's going to help so much. And, you know, um, we're looking, you know, we have Garrett, uh, or not Garrett, this, uh, Garrison uh, Marble back. And uh, he was a, a very good weapon for us. Um, if uh, you recall, you know, last year versus Ridgeline, he was the one that we barely missed the touchdown by uh, by an inch to go ahead or at least tie Ridgeline at the end of that ball game at our place. And and uh, and he was he was uh, we went, well as a hometown coach and uh, the guy watching down the sideline. I'm going to tell you that that he was in, but uh, you know, <laughs> the fates weren't with us at that time. But yeah, that's fair well, enough. We got some great leadership at that senior level. Um, we don't have numbers, but we have great leadership and that's huge. Well, and I, you, you mentioned that, you know, the, the numbers of the seniors, you, you've, you've got a young team this year. And yeah. so, uh, I, I guess just how has this summer gone so far in, in getting the right people in, in the right places? Sometimes you think you've got somebody and then you have to switch a position, uh, and move them around maybe from offense and just focus on defense or vice versa. But how do you feel about how that progress is happening? And are you to where you want to be just yet with, uh, about a week to go before your uh, season opener? Yeah, I'm, I'm so pleased with what the boys have done. We've, we've improved by leaps and bounds. Um, I really like where we are. I feel, I feel good about going into the first ball game with what we have. Um, as far as uh, defensively and offensively, we've got to spend a little more time special teams wise, 
than uh, than we have. But uh, that's stuff that I'm that I'm sure we will get done in the next week and a half. And uh, you know, the trick for Bear River, the trick for Bear River is always staying healthy. You know, if we can stay healthy, I'll put our guys up against anybody. I, and and I think that I think that um, we've got a new strength and conditioning coach and, and Dave Putnam that's really done an outstanding job of getting these guys physically ready for this for this season. And hopefully, we can keep everybody healthy, um, not just uh, for the sake of foot winning ball games, but just for the sake of the kids. Well, and, and coach, you've got another factor that uh, I don't know if a lot of people know about that's kind of. Maybe, well, it is a challenge that you have to face. It's not an excuse, but it is a reality that uh, you don't, your football field's not ready quite yet. You got to spend a lot of time on the road for the start of the season, and uh, you guys got to be road warriors to get things going. Yeah, 100%. We won't have a home game until uh, until September, mid September, really, because of uh, the way things shook out with our region. And, you know, yeah, so I told the boys, it's just, you know, if you wanted another challenge here, it is. And, and, but let's not, you know, it doesn't matter what you wear or who you play or when you play, you know, let's focus on us and focus on, make sure that we're getting better. And, and, uh, I think they really have done that. I mean, it would be very easy to slip into the poor me mindset. And, and I found myself doing it a little bit with some of the senior parents and saying, Hey, you know, we keep kicking these seniors in the, in the, in the gut a little bit with, with some of these challenges, but, They've always risen, and now, and and I think that they, you know, they they understand that they can't do anything about the the powers that be, and they can't do anything about the situation. And let's just go out and control what we can control, which has been a real mantra of of ours here at Bearver. As much as as much as we have to kind of go with the flow with with numbers and with and with injuries and with things like the, this field, this will be the third time in uh, I'll bet six years that the district has kind of put us behind the eight ball this way, but. But, you know, when it's all said and done, it's going to be a great field. It's going to be something that we can be very proud of. And, uh, and I think that the, the seniors are excited to be the first ones to play on it. Hey, Coach, your identity last year was pretty clear-cut and dry in regards of Bucket Jones, who rushed for over 1,000 yards on nearly 200 carries. How do you establish an identity without him this year? And what is your offensive identity going to be, uh, especially when you don't have Josh Payne as well behind, behind the center? Uh, what, what are we going to see offensively? Well, as you're well aware, and you kind of just pointed it out, we have to adapt. We really do. And whenever anybody um, asks me what our offense is, I just say it's a multiple option offense, which covers all our bases. Um, <laughs> and it's and it's really kind of it's that it's got to be that uh, you know. Um, bottom line is, and it's no secret, I've I've got to find a way to get Garrison Marble the ball. Um, Riker Jepson really kind of gave. Josh Payne to run for his money at the quarterback spot and push Josh to become the great quarterback that he was. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to Riker Jepson stepping into that spot and, and, and really excelling there. And he's getting pushed again by a sophomore behind him. So in, in Owen Olson. So, you know, I, we're going to have to get creative. We're going to have to, uh, um, find various and many different ways to get Garrison Marble the ball, but at the same time, uh, run counters and play actions and all those other things that uh, when when teams start adjusting over to Garrison, which I think they'll start out doing that because there's we have very smart coaches and they understand what we have to do at Bear River to to be successful and 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 so we got we got to take advantage of of them over overplaying 
Garrison um, at times as well. So that's that's kind of what we're going to look like offensively. Is you know I, I know that that was a, that was a, that was coach speak and that was a lot of. Uh, but maybe that's because I, I'm not 100 percent sure. How we're <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, that's that's fair enough. Um, defensively, I think we can under your uh, under your direction. As long as you've been at Bear River, there have always been stout physical oh, amen defenses. To that. Amen. To uh, that. I mean, you've always preached uh, and, and be able to execute great defensive. Uh, schemes and get the most out of your team defensively. Uh, is this year going to be any different? And and what do you see out of your defense coming into the season? No, it's uh, you know I, I've got a defense coordinator in, in Jared Lish that, and that's rule number one for us. That's item number one for us is uh, that our plan to win, and, and you've seen that around. But our plan to win is play great defense, and and uh, and it, it's it's a great compliment to both. Uh, you know, Jared Lish and I played in high school together, and and he's a great compliment to me, my offensive mindset, and I, I I'm hopefully the same for him defensively. He he asked him what the role of the defense is, and that's give the ball back to the offense. And you ask me what the role of the offense is, is don't put it put the defense in a bad spot. And I think between the two of us, we well, and it's all his plan. You know, I've really kind of just I. I'm I'm the I'm the Lavelle Edwards kind of head coach when it re, in regards to the defense. So uh, even though they're my teams, and I'll take I'll take whatever credit you want to throw my way defensively. It's been the defensive coordinators that I've enjoyed. We've had we've had three here in my in my tenure, and and they've all been great. But Jared Jared's come on, and he 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 has a great plan, and it's going to be the same. What we do defensively is. Really, he does a great job in the film study. He does a great job in understanding what other teams are trying to do. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I was talking to Ridgeline's offensive coordinator, Coach Livingston, and, and um, he said that that's the toughest defense that he deals with the entire year hmm. is 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 our defense over here. And, it, and And I'm so happy to have you guys mention that because that's part of our identity is being tough, farm, tough, hard-nosed, you know, kids and, and, and a team that way. And so I think you're going to be pleasantly, pleasantly, you know, consistently pleased with what we do defensively. We talk about being mentally tough, and as we already mentioned, you're going to have to be with all – your schedule is pretty good for your non-region play. Uh, you're at Morgan, at Clearfield. you got Madison, Idaho on the road as well. And then, of course, the Golden Spike uh, rivalry continues when you go to Box Elder uh, just over the mountain to face the Box Elder Bees. Uh, talk about putting your schedule together. Are you a fan of the RPI? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Uh, and how do you adjust your schedule to the RPI? Um. I think it's good. In fact, it's, uh, you know, what I don't, especially the way that they've started, the only bad thing that I see is that uh, coaches now think that the region games don't matter. Like the region schedule, like region championships don't matter because they don't have anything to do with placement. But I think that's a, that's a pop out. I mean, if you're not getting your kids up for a region game, then that's on you. Uh, as a as a as a coach, um, and I'd be more than happy. Trust me, I'd be more than happy to be call call myself region champ, whether it, whether it meant we were in a different spot in the playoffs or or not. Um, what I do like about the RPI is I like the fact that we're taking the best, and it's. I mean, maybe I put too much stock in the algorithm, 
but it's putting the best teams in the best spots to win. And you look ne- look last year. I mean, I would I would argue with anybody that says says that the first the best two teams in in uh, in four A football weren't Pineview and Skyview. I played them both, and and they were the two best teams, bar none. And so that's what you get with the RPI. So I do like it. As far as me scheduling that way, I I don't know that with the handicap that they give you, because they used to say if you won, if you beat a team that had a the bigger RPI than it then it was worth such and such amount. Now they've really reduced that. The smartest coaches, and this will show how dumb I am, but the smartest coaches are the are the coaches that get teams the play teams that are as close to their ability as they can that's the smartest way to to schedule for rpi now you look at my schedule and i might i think it's a little bit with uh i don't know maybe i'm too optimistic but uh but i like to play competition that's going to push us and and i don't like to play down because i do think that teenagers will play to the level of the team that they play. Now, you, that's a fine balance because you can't schedule a team that's going to just dominate your kids because that'll put them in the in the in the doldrums, right? So it's a it's a balancing game. And then, coach, I got to ask: Can you give us a dance from Region Eleven through your opinion? I know there's some people who kind of bash on Region Eleven, and there's only two regions in the four A class: one in Southern Utah and well, the Northern Utah. But give us your thoughts on Region Eleven as a whole from your coaching perspective, please. I think that uh, you know, in the twenty years, this will be my twentieth season. Um, if you can't argue for the fact that Dixie's been a power, that Pineview's been a power, that Desert Hills has been a power, um, you have these also rands. And Hurricane used to be right there. Um, Snow Canyon used to be right there, and 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 for whatever reason they've kind of fallen off and whatnot. Uh, I wouldn't want to be Crimson Cliffs right now because coming coming into that region as the youngster, as the new guy, as the you've got a lot of tradition to battle against. Um, you know, in the three state championships that we played, one of them was in uh, the we played Grantsville when when they were part of four A or three A. But then the other two were Pineview and and uh, Snow Canyon. I mean, they're always going to put a team that is competitive into that game. And so, I mean, I love what we have up here. I think that we've got the best, you know, and again, like I said, I may be unrealistic, but I feel like our region up here north would compete very well with a 5A region. Um, and, and I think I could say the same now, top to bottom, there's a huge disparity, but I think the best teams in our region could beat and play the best teams in some five, a regions. They really do. And I think the same could be said for region nine. That's a heck of a point. Yeah. There's some great, great programs up here and they've uh, had a lot of success. That's for sure. And your teams have had success as well. You've been to that championship game a couple different times. Um, yeah. And coach, um, last last thing from me. Um, we uh, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. But for our, for our listeners who don't know, uh, there's going to be a little bit of a change in how we broadcast the Bear River games this year, and we're going to have a new play-by-play voice, and it's a name that some people will probably recognize. That's uh, Rod Zundel. 
He's uh, yes. he, he's retired from KSL and he needs something to do and he's going to come call games for the Bear River Bears. Uh, were you aware of that? And uh, what do you know of Rod? I had I had heard that, um, and uh, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm very excited. Rod is a good friend of mine. Um, you know, being from this area, um, and I've coached all of his nephews, and uh, and uh, the Zundles in this valley are are they're gold. They are golden people, and uh, I'm very excited to have Rod there. And you know what? I'm very excited to have a cheerleader for Bear River um, because these kids deserve that. They really do. Um, and, and, and not that he's going to be unrealistic or, or anything like that, but I think he'll be right there level with, uh, some of the best in the state as far as calling ball games. And I'm excited for that. I know this might be a biased question to ask you, but are the Zendals the best athletes to come out of Tremont? Oh, that'd be, you know what? It, it's, it, it would be hard to argue that, uh, that, um, uh, that Jason Zendal wasn't one of the best that ever came out of this Valley. Wow. Um, he was. He's one of the best athletes. The only Mr. Football to not go on and play college football because he went on and played college baseball uh, smartly because uh, he can still walk around and move. So but, uh, <laughs> the, only, yeah, the only Mr. Football that chose baseball over football as a, as a post-high school career. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, but we've got great families here for sure. Absolutely. Um, but you know what? You know what I'm finding and what I really love to see is, you know, I, I love to see, we're starting to get some growth over here. I love to see uh, the new names that are coming out and making names for themselves. But, you know, when you talk about Bear River Valley, you're talking about the Franks, the Zundles, you're talking about, you know, the Schofields, the Robinses, you're talking about, I mean, all of these different, different, uh, and, and it's the same everywhere, I'd imagine. Yeah, you know, you absolutely. Get certain families that uh, produce the athletes a little bit and, but I love to see the new kids come out and shock the world. Their season open, opens up on August 13th at Morgan. There they continue a long road trip through mid-September until the field is ready to go. Coach Wise, we greatly appreciate you, and we look forward to seeing you guys uh, in action next Friday night. Best wishes. Stay healthy. Thank you, boys. I really appreciate what you do in publicizing these these these, these young men because they, they are, they are uh, every bit um, worth, worth the effort. Thank you. 20 years in Region 11, that guy. Well, as a head coach at Bear River. Well, dude, that's the longest tenure. The region's had different names, but. Oh, okay, calm down. Yes, one of the longest tenured coaches in high school football in Utah. Yeah, 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 in Utah. There you go. That's impressive. It's crazy. That's impressive. And he's got like the third longest tenure as an active head coach. Yeah, And and he's done it consistently. The success has always been consistent for him. And I think they've got more on the way, and I, I'm excited for what this Bear River team can do. Regardless of the record, they always play tough. They're gonna. Oh, dude, they give you look. They make you go out of there thinking you just got through like with a like a war, and you, I mean you're looking at bumps and bruises on your knees and your arms. You're scraped up, and you're feeling the next day. That's because of, you played Bear River High School football, and Coach Weiss makes you feel it. I love it. It's been fun talking to these coaches. If you want to listen to any of them again, because we've talked to other coaches before uh, earlier in this week, you can always go back to our website or search us on our podcast feeds, uh, 1069thefan.com. We talked to Coach Kearns. We spoke with Coach Cox. And we just spoke with Coach Wise. And then we've got uh, Coach Howell coming up a little bit uh, later on next hour here on the Full Court Press. All right, in a solitary meeting, 
and lovingly we're gonna miss Cody. Actually, we really are gonna miss Cody. He's been just so phenomenal. He's grown up in so many ways, and now he gets to go uh, be the voice of the Rich Rebels. We're excited We've for him. Seen him blossom in front of our eyes. He's gotten so big. Yeah, yeah. It's just more annoying. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and play our favorite game: actor, athlete, coach. Cody. Either you're a thief and you steal, or you're a vampire that pulls from the juice and the verb and the synergy of the group, or you add to it. <laughs> that still makes me laugh every time I hear it. Oh, it's the best I don't know intro what gets me ever. More the quarter of the flu. Oh man. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's not, get to not this. Let's not let's not Okay. All right. Actor, athlete. actor, athlete, or coach. Here we go. Here we go. Um, let's go with Eric. Eric, quote, It was 201 years ago today, Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 3 in E-flat, which escorted into the age of romanticism and music. And when I think of Boris Doss, I think of Beethoven and the age of romantics. This guy has it all. Wow. Um... I caught a Boris Dia reference in there. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say uh, coach, Greg Popovich. Ooh, no, wrong. It is a athlete, uh, Bill Walton. Uh, fantastic for Bill Walton <laughs> to go ahead and. Oh, okay, that sounds like something Bill Boris Walton Boris Dia would say. makes me think of Beethoven and the age of romantics. Cool. Uh, AJ. <laughs> AJ, quote, I just want to win one soccer game. Is that so hard to ask? Oh, player. No. It's Ronaldinho. Oh. No. Oh. Uh, it's from a movie. Okay. Uh, well, actually, uh, you picked the one thing that I couldn't accept, which was either going to be a coach or a movie, because it was Mike Ditka in Kicking and Screaming. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice try. Ditka. Mike Ditka. Uh, okay, Eric, uh, quote, cocaine should be legal. Cocaine should be legal. Yeah. That's gotta be freaking J.R. Smith. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say or Marshawn Lynch. I'm gonna say actor. What? No, that's, an athlete, that's man. definitely an athlete. Nick oh. Young. Yeah. Nick Young. Thank you, Nick Young. Swaggy P. Swaggy P. My man. Ooh. Oh, this one's a good one. Aj, here we go. Y'all know how we have dogs and stuff, right? So I think it was bigger people in the world before us, and the dinosaurs were their pets. Mike Leach. <laughs> it's Jordan Clarkson. Nice Whoa, show. Like, Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. That's when in. he was not sober, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I think dogs and stuff. So I think it was bigger people in the world before us and the dinosaurs was they pets. That's the direct okay. quote. Okay. That was pretty good. You do you, Jordan. Man, nice LA job, Jordan. really just murdered him. Yeah. Oh. Uh, quote, we're not athletes. We're baseball players. Uh, I'm going to say actor. You're right. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's I, a good is one. Is that Major League? I uh, I don't know what. It, Jack Elliott is the. It is from a movie. I don't remember. Well, it might be Little Big League. Little Big League. I don't know. I can't remember. It's a good one. Okay. Uh, okay. Ajay. Love is bigger than any tidal wave or fear. Oh, that's freaking. Uh, uh, that's an actor. It is an actor. It's Paul Bethany. Walker. <laughs> Bethany, Bethany Hamilton from Soul Surfer. All right. Hey, uh, before we go, hey, we just again one more time, Cody. We want to say thank you. 
so much for being a part of our show. We wish you the best, and Rich, we'll be listening. Uh, and we uh, hope all the uh, hope all goes well for you, my man. Hey, thank, thank you so you. much for all you've done for us. Thank and you perhaps very much. most important, drive safe. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> you're gonna be doing a lot of driving. Put the seatbelt on. Get yes. a four wheel drive. I really appreciate full thank tank you. of gas. Thank you for your time. God bless, man. Good luck to you. Thank you. All right, buddy. Okay, coming up next hour, Coach Howell and a preview of USA versus Australia. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. LeBron James arguably brought into existence the modern era of the super team. When he took his talents to South Beach, that was back in 2010. Now he's introducing something new in Los Angeles, the aging super team. The Lakers signed 37-year-old Carmelo Anthony to a one-year deal yesterday. He'll join 32-year-old Russell Westbrook, 35-year-old Dwight Howard, 36-year-old Trevor Ariza. LeBron's 36, Marcus Saul's 36, Anthony Davis is the youngster of the group at 28, and ironically, He's one of the bigger health concerns. I'm not sure the Lakers did this by design. Their flexibility was limited, and they were doing what they could to fill in the pieces. There is a bit of an experimental feel to the roster as it currently stands. Will Westbrook demand the ball at the same rate he has throughout his career? Does Melo have to have his touches? Is there enough talent to survive injuries? The Lakers and LeBron always get attention, but now they truly are one of the more fascinating teams in the NBA. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Remember the saying, if you love something, set it free. If it doesn't come back, it was never yours to begin with. When it comes to your identity, the folks at LifeLock are calling BS. All those nights working overtime, saving up that money, paying off all the debt, and now some identity thief wants to try to set it free? It's crazy talk, right? That's why LifeLock by Norton helps monitor your information and alerts you to potential identity threats. And if you do become a victim, a dedicated U.S.-based specialist will be there to help fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But when identity thieves try to take what's yours, you don't have to take it lying down. Save up to 25% off your first year. You just have to call 1-800-LIFELOCK, or you can go to the website. You can go to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. So 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK for up to 25% off. Ascent Aesthetics is quickly becoming the choice of those looking for Botox, fillers, skincare, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, and more. Doctors Blotter Benyon and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat have assembled an incredible staff that want to meet and help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. At Ascent Aesthetics, it's always education first. Visit Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Frenson and A.J. Selvison. I'm going to have to put a one right here, right, Eric? So it's not expired. <laughs> he did the same thing to you! I didn't notice yes, that. Yes, you did! Luckily, I'm a good forger. <laughs> I honestly did not notice that. Here you go. Sir, this, this expired, expired in 1992. What are you doing here? No, that's, that's 2092. <laughs> Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan begged and even pleaded. And the heavens heard you. KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan. We are. 
here's what you need to know. LaMarcus Aldridge is reportedly getting the urge to play in the NBA again after retiring in April from hard issues. He's already getting nibbles from prospective teams. The Athletic finding out the Wizards get their hands on free agent Spencer Dinwiddie on a three-year $62 million sign-and-trade deal. The Wiz dumping Chandler Hutchison and a 2022 second-round draft pick to the Spurs in what is a five-team transaction. Kemba Walker will latch on with the New York Knicks after hashing out a buyout with the Thunder. The A's are currently trailing the Padres as they go to the bottom half of the 10th inning. That is 4-3 San Diego after they scored via a fielder's choice in the top half of the 10th. A final, the Rays suppress the Mariners 4-3. Mike Zanino punches a solo home run. And Cole Hamill signs with the L.A. Dodgers through this season. The pitcher had been out of the league for the last year, tending to tricep and shoulder injuries. I'm Brian Fenley. Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan <laughs> <clears throat> clear your throat there aj well, why don't you give me like it's, a one two three why it's you just time for another mic? hour of radio gal why don't you give me like a one two three or something one two three Mics are on. Here we go. Time to do radio. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, boy, it, a lot of fun last hour with Cody. Uh, wish him all the best um, and uh, off to new adventures. Yeah, I, you know, it's been a hard... It, the chance to work at McDonald's is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, <laughs> and he gets that opportunity. <laughs> go get it. Go get McDonald's. Uh, last hour, we talked about the deals that the Utah Jazz have made. Hey, keeping did, themselves did, pretty busy. I just saw this tweet of the Utah Jazz. Listen to this. This comes from Jazz Six Man. Uh, Spence Checkets had Chad Ford on on his radio show, The Drive, in Salt Lake City. Listen to this. The Jazz wanted Butler, but didn't think he would be there at 30. So they agreed to trade their 30th pick to Memphis when the draft was on pick number two, 22 and 23. Then, when he was available at 30, the Jazz were sick. Him falling was an absolute shock. If that's the case, the Jazz front office is really bad at managing the draft. That's horrible on the Jazz part, then. Why? They had multiple guys they would have liked. That was the guy they wanted. For them to say he was the only guy that we wanted, I mean, that's, that's really disingenuous. You don't think you don't agree with that notion? I'm sure he look. You, there's guys that you'd like more than others. Yeah, but um, why trade down then? If he was still available, they made that trade when he was at the what did they say the 22, 23 mark. Yep. Do your homework. Do your research, and you'll find out he's at thirty, and you never needed to trade. Well. But in doing the trade, they get additional future assets, and it saves them money on his future contract. That is true. So it, it worked out. 
Wow, that's crazy. You know, we were talking about uh, kind of the progression of who backs up whom for the Utah Jazz, like the starting lineup and where the backups are. Um, do you think that Utah Jazz try to convert Butler into more of a point guard? Oh, man. He's, that is he such played, a good question. He's more of a shooting guard uh, for uh, Baylor. Yeah. He wasn't. He didn't really run point, but um, in an NBA system, he's six foot three. They try to convert him into a point guard and just don't sign Trent Forrest. And say we're going to just work on uh, Butler being a uh, the the third backup point guard. Oh man, I don't know because I haven't seen a lot of Butler. I need to see what he looks like. That's true, and he—he's not on. And the, I just don't know yet. He's not on the roster for, you know, what's going on in the summer league in Utah. Will he be on the, be available for the roster in Las Vegas? Uh, that is yet to be determined, according to Tony Jones. <clears throat> okay, so we do not know yet. Uh, here's some of the details: the they made the trade on draft night. But it can't be completed. That trade cannot be completed until August sixth. Oh, okay. So uh, he will be. He won't be available through the entire Salt Lake City summer league schedule. Uh, but there is a good chance that he could be available when they go to Las Vegas. Okay. So he still could be there then. Yes, there's a chance of that. Uh, the uh, Jazz had two teams that are uh, that. Are involved in their own summer league in Salt Lake City. Jazz Blue got destroyed, and Jazz White they were the ones doing the destroying. Uh, they beat up on San Antonio Spurs last night. But um, this Jazz White team, it's the evening team uh, each night. They're the one. That's the team that has more familiar names. Guys who were on the Jazz roster last year, hoping to stay on a Jazz roster, or guys already under contract rookies or younger guys under contract. But last night during the, uh, the the Summer League game in Salt Lake City, during the San Antonio Spurs and Jazz White game, the Utah Jazz announced the, the addition of Hassan Whiteside, a uh, seven-foot center, veteran center in the NBA. He's going to be coming to Utah. He'll be backing up Rudy Gobert. And then this morning, Utah announcing that they made a, a trade, trading away a future second-round pick and using the trade uh, exception available to them because of the Tony Bradley trade. Uh, they're able to get Eric Pascal from the Golden State Warriors. Uh, third, He will be coming into his third year. Childhood friend of Donovan Mitchell. He's super excited. He's six foot six, power forward. Uh, he was on the all-rookie team, the first team all-rookie team in 2020. So this is a this is a really good addition, Ajay. I like these moves that the Utah Jazz have made. In uh, in free agency over these last few days, yeah. Again, I I just can't tell you how shocked I am. The Jazz got Eric Pascal for a second rounder. Still blows my mind. They didn't have to give up Joe Bogey anything. Like it was just a second round protected pick. No harm, no foul. They 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 had they did get rid of uh, or did trade away, I should say, um, Derek Favors, and that gave them some cap space relief, but. Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside, Eric Pascal, that those weren't big contracts that put the Jazz um, higher up into luxury tax. Now, they will be in luxury tax territory. 
So there may still be something the Jazz do before that deadline of when your roster is is set for uh, what your threshold is for for tax purposes. So there there still may be something that the Jazz do, um, but as of right now, they uh, they got better without spending much more money to be to get better. Yeah, because they're not paying Mike Connolly as much now. The contracts for Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell go up, but um, but still, I, I really like how this team's coming together. Do you? Uh, I, I know we talked a little bit about it in the uh, the second hour, or in the first hour of the show. But just the opportunities to uh, experiment with so many lineups is going to be awesome for Quinn. You know, to see what Rudy Gay can do, what he's capable of, who he, how he fits on the court with, uh, um, with Rudy Gobert, and and, and how. Dude, I didn't even think about that. Rudy and Rudy on the same court. Hmm. Uh, RG squared. Oh, jeez. Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gay. Oh, jeez. Both have you the know, initials Eric, RG. You just can't. You can't learn to hold it in. You just can't learn to shut up, can you? All right. So, anyways, <laughs> can they find any other players I'm, with the initials I'm RG? Ne- I'm not gonna be able to. End. I don't know who's out there. All right. Anyways, so. Or Hassan Whiteside. Man, I totally lost my train of thought. You jerk. You're talking about the versatility of different lineups. Using Rudy Gay. So if the Jazz go small, does Rudy Gay basically play the the center position? Uh, y- Ooh, yes. If, if a team wants to go small, small against ball, the Jazz, Rudy Gay will play that ball. center position. Yes. Is Rudy, Rudy Gay your essential... Yeah, you're effective uh, uh, big man. Yep. He is, as he should be. <laughs> That's why they have him. So starting lineup's the same. Your second unit uh, could be Donovan Mitchell, could be Ingles running point, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, already mentioned Ingles could be on the court there in the second unit. Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside. Not too shabby. It's a good unit. And then the other guys you have available, uh, Udoko uh, Azubuke, Eric Pascal, Mie Oni, Elijah Hughes, and Jared Butler. Yeah. Wait, wait, give me that lineup again. Doke. Yeah. Pascal. Okay. Oni. Hughes. Hughes. Right, so we said, okay. And, and Butler. Butler. Dude, <laughs> if they can stay healthy, holy smokes. There's a lot of versatility okay. in there. Hey, so, wait, okay, so does that do it on... So that's three veteran minimum contracts? Or is there four? So that's got to do it on that. So how many guys do they have? 14? Or 15? Do you know? Uh, That puts them at 15. By the way, uh, we talked a little bit about Jared Butler. Could he play point guard? Uh, yeah. Dan Clayton, friend of the program, we've had him on. Love Dan, yeah. Uh, it, <clears throat> question has been asked, does Butler play point guard at Baylor? And Dan replies and says, well, he played guard, but because he played next to Don- Davian Mitchell, who's essentially a small two in the mold of Donovan, that meant they both handled the ball a lot. He can shoot and pass. Uh, well out of uh, pick and roll. So I think they'll trust him to do some creating for X possessions a night. 
So they'll probably withdraw, and he adds here, they probably withdraw the one uh, qualifying offer that they gave to Brantley, and they might keep Forrest under qualifying offer so they have leverage to uh, to get him back on a two-way deal. But it doesn't look like they have a spot for Brantley. Interesting. Yeah, dude, it's going to be a, it's just, that's the thing is it's going to be a dogfight to get that final spot. Uh, Dan Clayton talking about Pascal. Uh, question was, how how does he do when switched onto athletic guards? And Dan says, not great. Uh, he says he doesn't really, he doesn't really get the Pascal love. He says he is young and he's improving. So wait, gets, Dan Clayton says that. Yes, yeah, so he says oh. I think it's fine to have him as your fifth, sixth, and uh, um, and see what he can do. Interesting. No, oh, interesting. Okay. So Jazz uh, filling out the roster. They're they're pretty much done. Not a whole lot say, how more close they can are do. They? Yeah, I was gonna say how close are they? Because they got the veteran minimum. They got three of them actually. So that puts them at what? They're now 14, so now 15. And hmm. So, uh, again, just your reactions to the Jazz moves, adding Eric Pascal, Hassan Whiteside, and Rudy Gay to uh, pretty much fill out the roster now without spending a ton of money to do it. 435-339-0321. Also coming up here in a little bit, we'll be talking to Coach Chris Howell from the Skyview Bobcats, which can always be heard right here on 106.9 The Fan, home of the Bobcats. And uh, and also Team USA getting ready for Australia tonight in the semifinal round of the uh, Olympic men's basketball tournament. Team USA, they were down early against Spain, rallied, went on a big run to close out the half, and uh, clamped down and played uh, even better actually in the fourth to really put it away. Kevin Durant was fantastic uh, despite Ricky Rubio's 38 points. But uh, Spain is now out of the tournament. It's down to USA, Australia, France, and Slovenia. If I've got that correct, you do. So, oh boy, this is this is the one, the one issue, the one worry I had is facing Australia in the Olympics, and here we are in the semifinal. They've got their number, by the way. Australia's got their number. Australia's played well. I think they've got depth and playmakers. Uh, I think they pose the biggest challenge to Team USA. France France has a lot of playmakers and, and great players as well, but I think top to bottom, Australia's probably got more depth. Yeah, absolutely. Slovenia, oh, absolutely. they've got Luka, and he's been playing out of his mind. Yeah. They do have a, a few other uh, current or former NBA players with Slovenia, but that team is all about Luka. Mm-hmm. So well, again, and Luka is going to be a problem uh, for France. He alone is going to be a problem for France. That's going to be a fun matchup. Can you imagine if it's Rudy Gobert versus Joe Ingles in the Olympic title game? The smack talk on social media and in practices? Oh, my gosh. Isn't that what it was in FIBA? A few oh, dude. years ago, Joe let Donovan Mitchell have it so many times. Like Donovan said, he was getting annoyed of Joe that like he wouldn't respond to his text for a week because he was just sick of him. 
Uh, that's good stuff. Hey, how cool is it, though, that Donovan Mitchell and Eric Pascal, best friends when they were young, now get to play on the same NBA team together? And, hey, but, and again, credit to the Jazz management where they're like, oh, this is what Donovan wants. Let's get what Donovan wants. Let's make him happy. Uh, by the way, real, real quickly, yeah, uh, the schedule for basketball. Okay. USA versus Australia tonight, 10-15 hour time. What? That game is on Peacock. Oh. Gosh. S- stupid. Uh, and then Slovenia and France, they face each other at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. I don't know where that game's going to be played. Probably on Peacock. And then the gold medal uh, game in basketball. Uh, for the men, will be Friday at 8.30 our time. And the uh, bronze medal game will be Saturday at 5 a.m. So it'll be decided by this weekend. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not a huge fan of, well, let me rephrase this. I am not a fan at all of Peacock TV. Like, I'm missing games because I can't, I don't have Peacock television. Are you serious? I mean, honestly. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. I'm, I'm not a subscriber to Peacock. So. And I'm not going to be. Just for the like They're purposely finding the, the premier games people want to watch and throwing it on there. Try to push subscriptions. Oh, by the way, I guess there's a couple college football games that are only going to be broadcast. Notre Dame has two big games that are going to be broadcast only on Peacock TV. If you're a Notre Dame fan, you're like, no. Been watching NBC my whole life. Now I have to go to Peacock TV. <laughs> my gosh, dude. What a joke. Makes me angry. Dude, they got a new subscription service. They got to push I, subscriptions somehow. Yeah. To push it out the window 50 feet in, in the air and let it fall. That's what I would do with that subscription. I'm just not a Peacock guy. Where's our texters today? Hey, 435-339-0321. Are you guys alive? Roll call. Just live call, actually, for that matter. Just are you all alive? Okay? Happy? Healthy? Someone. I haven't heard from piranhas in weeks. It's a welfare check on piranhas. 339-0321. Welfare check on all our listeners. Are you guys okay? Are you alive? Is this too boring of a conversation? Jazz basketball? Hey, oh, by the way, Seneca Knight. San Jose State cat is officially a cat. He's now at BYU. That makes me sick. I hate that. You got freaking Greg Rubel. Nighttime. <laughs> yeah, like, go to sleep. Good one, Rubel. I shouldn't hate on Rubel. He's a super nice guy to me. Just annoys me that Knight went to all the places Seneca Knight could have gone. He went to BYU. I was underwhelmed with Seneca Knight. You were? Yeah. Dude, I think he's a baller. I'm scared to death of that BYU basketball team again. They're going to be a monster to deal with again. I'm terrified of that squad, especially at the Marriott Center. 5452, please send Diet Dew. Ooh, yeah. Life check. We will get you some Diet Dew, my man, one way or another. 1570, so glad the Jazz could keep Joe Ingles. Amen to that. Even though his production has been a little down, he is still very, very huge part of the team. I heard he was on the trading block for Golden State, and he was. Golden State was asking about him time and time again. That's that's what's amazing. The Jazz were like, like, hey, can we get Joe Ingles? 
How about a second round pick protected? You got it. Let, yeah, send it right over. Are you kidding me? That's all it took. Well, the Jazz were looking to shed some salary, and it was either going to be Joe Ingles or Derek Favors. Yeah. It, it really it had to be one of those two guys. Yep. And, man, given everything else equal, I'd rather have Joe Ingles on my team than not on my team. Yeah, he's a little bit slower defensively, but how he helps your team and how he helps the offense, I think he's got a great locker room presence. He's a, he's the secret sauce for the Jazz in a lot of ways. So I just learned something new. 2603 isn't Peacock free. 9176. Peacock's bottom tier is free. Not sure if the games are on the free tier. Okay, hey, for you guys who have Peacock TV, and I'm being serious, do you like it? Because I'm spending 13 bucks on Amazon. Do I need to make a change? Do I need to go to Peacock TV? Because, dude, they have, like, the Fast and Furious films. They have The Office. And they have The Olympics. And now they're going to have my Notre Dame Irish playing football on their channel. Dan Patrick's on Peacock. Uh, here, man. I like Dan Patrick, but I'd rather hear his voice than see his face. Two three zero five. Let's see here. Who is Seneca Knight? That's his name, right? I didn't get that wrong. That's correct. Yeah, uh, Seneca Knight's the former San Jose State uh, Spartan. Their leading scorer, their leading assist man, uh, second in rebounds, really good ball player, who is now headed over. He's six foot seven. They, he plays, uh, even though he's that big, he plays the guard. Yeah. More of a wing player. Piranhas. Only played in four games last year. Yeah. So they had a weird deal that, with their yeah, basketball team. Yeah, dude. And you knew it was going to, in fact, I think the coach has said it before the season that he didn't think things were going to go to according to script. By the end of the year, and he was talking about his own team. Yeah, they did protests, and then guys were giving up and leaving. And uh, yeah, five four five two. Sorry, I haven't texted in. Oh, it's Piranhas. Uh, says he's been listening, just busy. We're glad to have it back to a two-hour show. Hey, we're glad to be back to two hours. Uh, good to have you back, Piranhas. Hope you're well. One five seven zero. Hope you're doing all right. How about Whiteside? At one time, him and Rudy were considered the two best centers in the NBA defensively. That's what's amazing. That's true. Is that like I mean we again that that debate of is a Hass, uh, Hassan or Rudy Whiteside or Gobert like on and over and over and over again, and people said it was Whiteside. Now he's playing for his third team in three years, and we have the third like three time defensive player of the year. Questions, right? Hey, yeah, what he uh, in two thousand nineteen two thousand twenty he averaged two point nine blocks a game. Wow, I didn't know that. Last year he averaged one point three. So still. Good defensive presence. Hey, what do you think got the better fit? Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gobert? Or Andre Drummond and Joel Embiid in uh, Philadelphia? Uh, Rudy Gobert and Hassan Whiteside. Really? I feel like that Drummond-Embiid fit's going to be really good. That's going to be a massive problem for a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, I think Drummond's a little overrated. To Laker fans, he was too. That's what's crazy. Yeah, uh, I think he's, he's, he's been on the decline. And that, that showed last year. But uh, but uh, Hassan Whiteside isn't? Well, I mean, you can make that argument for Hassan Whiteside as well. That's why he's a backup center now, not a starter. I mean, if he's a great, great player, he's not going to go to be a, a bench guy. He's going to start somewhere. Hmm. But you need him to be effective. Look, if the Jazz got Andre Drummond, I'd be happy with that. 
Like I think he's he's got a good defensive presence. I don't know offensively. I mean, he plays he's a similar offensive game as Rudy, lob and dunk. Let's see, uh, seven eight five four. How do these just signings help come playoff time? I don't think they do. I I like the text. Okay, here's how I think they help. You've got veterans who have, uh, with Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside, veterans who have been in the playoffs. They've seen plenty of NBA action. You're not relying on some young up-and-comer who's a little too green behind the ears. Okay. Uh, Pascal, he is young, green behind the ears. But I think he gives the team versatility, especially defensively. So I think that that helps the Jazz when they get to the playoffs. It gives Coach uh, Snyder more options. I think it gives him more versatility with his roster and his lineups too. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, six seven eight nine answers his own question. This may be a stupid question, but would it throw off the Jazz offensive scheme to have a backup center with some real offensive presence? And then he says, "Oops, I forgot about Rudy Gay." <laughs> Rudy Gay does answer that problem. Yeah. I, I'm excited. What? What the thing I like about Quinn's offensive system is it spaces everybody out and everybody has a chance to either create on their own or even just get a touch of the ball and and have a decision with it. He wants the ball to be, you know, moving from space to space, not stick, stick, stick. So I think Quinn's offensive system allows him to do that. And I think Rudy Gay's gonna find better space and be able to do more offensively. I am excited about that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that Rudy Gobert does need to develop more offensive plays that he can do. Uh, I mean, he had a great game for France just mm-hmm. the other night, but a lot of that was on the lob and and uh, and dunks. Uh, he's good on the pick and roll. He rolls to the rim very well. Really well. I agree. But you can't throw the ball into him 10 feet away from the basket <laughs> and he can have a drop step or back to the basket or pull up or whatever. It's either a dunk or something that's two inches from the rim. Yeah. He doesn't have anything beyond that. One five seven zero. Do you think Trent Forrest will be the backup point guard next year? He shined pretty bright last night. Again, I cannot say and again, one five seven zero one five seven zero is killing it with the text because I love this one. Trent Forrest needs to be the backup backup point guard to Donovan or to Mike Conley. And I think you let Donovan rest. Don't put all the ball pressure on Donovan. Make I just I, I man, I really do. I think Trent Forrest needs to be the backup PG. I really I love him. I think he was all good in the playoffs, to be honest with you. I thought he played well in those stretches when Donovan was out. Yeah. Uh and then uh Connolly had some some issues as well. And so late in the season he played a lot of minutes. Yeah. And I thought he he grew in that time. I thought he improved a lot. His outside shot is not a good form. He's not a good outside shooter. So he's got to improve that. But is he the primary backup? Uh, not yet. Yeah. Hey, but I, I'd like to see him get minutes. I, I hope, and yeah, and I hope they're meaningful minutes as well. I really do. Yeah, that's true. Meaningful minutes are, are different than just minutes. Yes. 6789 wants to ask you a question, Eric. So who starts for us? Do, do you still have Joe running the point at the second unit? Is Troy starting the four? Or does he get moved to three to have Rudy Gay start? What do you? What is your starting lineup? And then give me your backup second unit, will you? Uh, I think my starting lineup is the same as it was this last year. Mike Connolly, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Boyan Bogdanovich, 
Rudy Gobert. And then my second unit, you have Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, um, Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside, and then that other position probably is going to be oh, man. one of those tough. starters that's yeah. still on the court. So you think Mike it's Connolly still, really? or, or Donovan Mitchell running point? So I'm sorry, I'm gonna don't yell at me, but give me that second unit one more time. You have Clarkson, yep, Ingles. Hassan Whiteside. Yes. Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay. And then either Mike Connolly or Donovan Mitchell. Dude, that's where I put Trent Forrest in there. Oh, give me Trent. Love to see Trent Forrest play. I'm with 157. I think he's just been playing out of his mind lately. I think he's, well, lately, I say like end of season, I thought he was great. I think last night in Summer League, it looked like he was an NBA guy playing with Summer League guys. Just the IQ. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see here. Oh, is there 0945? Uh, by the way, good to hear from 0945. Hope you're having a great summer. I remember when the Jazz brought in Ed Davis, Jeff Green, and Emmanuel Moutier. They thought they killed it in free agency that year, and it turned out to be a huge bust. We'll see <laughs> with Rudy Gay and Weiss. He's not wrong. That's true. When like we, Ed Davis was gone and when Jeff that Green happened, gone, we yeah. thought, oh, man. Yep. This is going to be awesome. Yep. Spot on and by 0945. Yep. Pretty much all three of them. Were a bust. Moutier had his moments earlier in the season, but really none none of those three guys worked out. One five seven zero. Where does Pascal fit in the second unit? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I think it depends on what kind of versatility they want. I think he could back up uh, Royce O'Neal in certain moments, in certain sets. Um, and so if you go small and Hassan Whiteside's not on the court, then he's in the lineup. In that second unit with Rudy Gay. Um, so yeah, it's a good question. Like, where do you, if you're going to fit him into that unit, does uh, Trent Forrest is your 14th man? Uh, Trent Forrest doesn't see the court very much. So it's a good question. It's going to be a battle for those second and third unit guys to figure out who gets playing time. The veterans are – Quinn Snyder's going to defer to the veterans oh, first. Oh, heavens gracious, absolutely. He's a veteran guy, yes. Absolutely. Because like, we haven't said anything about Mie Oni. Nope. He could be a second-unit guy. Dude, just a battle for that second-unit spot is going to be bonkers. I, that's one thing I'd love to see in practice is see those, is see those guys duke it out. Mie uh, Oni, excuse me, um, Trent Forrest, God. Uh, Somebody else. Uh, there's a couple other guys too. Seven eight five four. This is in hockey. You don't have line shifts. Hopefully, coach narrows it down to nine guys. You're just adding depth in case of injuries and foul trouble. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Nine guys. Okay, so your five are your starting five, right? Conley, O'Neill. By the way, can I give you a hot take? Royce O'Neill will lose his starting part, uh, starting position by the. Just after the All-Star break, he will no longer be a starter. Who takes his spot? Eric Pascal. Wow. I don't see that. Or Rudy Gay. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he loses his starting spot. But, okay, so uh, then you, you're starting five to start the season, of course, is Conley, Mitchell, Bogey, O'Neal, and Rudy. Is that right? Yep. So... If we were to go to a nine-man rotation, so starting five and then your four, 
Your Forrest Ingalls, Clarkson. Whiteside Gay. Oh, man. That is going to be a mean, mean battle for that second unit spot. I just... Yeah, because uh, 7854 uh, seven, is right. It's not... You don't do f- just complete line changes yeah. in the NBA. All five out, all five in. Right, usually there's always some starter on the court. It's rarely you have a unit that has no starter on the floor at all. But the second unit for Utah, not bad. No. Not a bad second unit. It could be starter on uh, several teams in the NBA. 9995, none of this stuff matters because the Jazz will lose in the first two rounds of the playoffs anyways. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Be nice. Uh, 1570, are we forgetting somebody, Eric? Well, yeah. We don't know about Jared Butler yet. He could work himself into the second unit. He could be a rotational guy. And 6789, so Gay's the closest thing we added, or excuse me, the... Gay's the closest thing to a wing that we added, which we needed so badly. Yeah, he's got good size, good defender. Oh, he's got great length, yes. He can hit an outside shot. Goodness gracious, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. I think Pascal Go ahead. backs up uh, Royce O'Neal probably more than we expect. I think and Pascal Rudy Gay takes backs his- up uh, uh, Boyan Boyag- mm. Bogdanovich. I can't speak. It's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be fun. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, coming back, we uh, we got to get to Travis Cox. We're going to talk to him, Region 11 football coach. No, Chris Howell. Uh, oh, Chris Howell. Sorry. My goodness gracious. Uh, of Skyview and a uh, team that's uh, been a dynasty in Region 11. Uh, we'll hear from him and his thoughts on Region 11 and their schedule and his football team here on 106.9 The Fan. This is Cache County Fire Chief Rod Hammer asking for your continued help. The state forester has determined that measures must be taken to prevent the ignition of forest and rangeland fires. Therefore, the following acts are prohibited. No building, maintaining, attending, or using any fire, campfire, or stove fire, including charcoal grills and barbecues, coal and wood-burning stoves and tin stoves, at homes and in developed camping and picnic grounds. There is an exception for devices using pellets, pressurized liquid fuel, or gas that include shutoff valves. They are permitted when used in an area at least three feet or more from flammable material such as grasses or pine needles. No smoking except within an enclosed vehicle, trailer or building, a developed recreation site, or while stopped in an area that is paved or free from dry vegetation. No discharging or using any fireworks, tracer ammunition, or other pyrotechnic devices including exploding targets. No cutting, welding, or grinding metals in areas of dry vegetation. No operating a motorcycle, chainsaw, ATV, or other small internal combustion engine without an approved and working spark arrestor. On behalf of all the firefighters in Cache County, we appreciate your efforts in preventing wildfire. Preston Golf and Country Club is now taking registration for the Preston City Amateur to be played this week on August 6th and 7th. It's a 36-hole stroke play tournament. Championship flight will pay gross only and all other flights will pay net only. Prizes on every hole both days with significant added money. Entry fee is $60 for members, $75 for non-members and does not include cart. Players pick their times on Friday with Saturday based on Friday scores. The Preston City Amateur this Friday and Saturday. Call 208-852. 2408. Clear the road. We have supplies inbound. Are you a problem solver? The Air National Guard never shies from tomorrow's problems. We run to them. Ready for world-class military training and global missions? Help us design the blueprint for a better future. Serve close to home and build the life you want with the Air National Guard. 
Visit us at GoANG.com or call us at 1-800-T-O-G-O-A-N-G. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. All right, we continue our Region 11 football preview with one of the uh, more dynasty teams in not only just the 4A class, but maybe the state of Utah, and that is Skyview Football. Coach Howell joins us now over here on the Full Court Press. Coach, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. We're good. We're good. Thanks for uh, joining yeah, us We're here. talking football with the coach, yeah, so no it's kidding. always good. <laughs> uh, does it come up quicker on you than it does on us, just the football season? I know you got a lot to do, planning schedule and such, and then you got, uh, I mean, you run into center camp two-a-days, and all of a sudden you're one week away from the season. Yeah, it's unbelievable how quick it all happens. You know, it seems like we just finished and kind of started winter workouts, and here we are going again. So, yeah, every year it seems like the summers get shorter, and, and the season gets longer, and so um, yeah, we're 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 getting fired up, and getting ready to go again. It's a great, as Ajay alluded to. There's a great tradition there at Skyview, a lot of success, and that really stands to the developmental programs that are going on in that area at the youth levels, and then the great coaches there that are taking them to the next level. Um, you've had to go through some developmental stuff, trying to figure out some key pieces. Uh, every coach, every team has kids who graduate, and you're trying to figure out next pieces for this next team. But for yours, uh, probably one of the bigger pieces is figuring out who your quarterback is going to be. It is, have you identified who that is, and how's that uh, uh, that competition facing out so far? You know, you, you uh, kind of your initial question talked about um, kind of figuring out and fitting pieces of the puzzle and all those things. And, and, you know, that's part of the process every year as we develop um, you know, our younger programs, our JV and our freshman programs. And so it's definitely a process to bring these kids along. And, and we're really excited about the group of kids that we have coming this year. They've, uh, you know, if we're talking specifically about our seniors, they've had incredible, um, you know, JV seasons. They've lost two games in two years. They're really successful as a freshman group. Uh, so we're definitely super excited about them. They've had a ton of success. They know how to win. Uh, a lot of them played critical roles on our teams the last two years. And then as you, as you uh, asked about our quarterback, you know, we have three really, really good kids in our program, and each one of them have uh, a lot of strengths uh, in their own right. Jace Severo, super intelligent kid, um, has a, has a, comes from a coaching background, really intelligent, knows where the ball is supposed to go. Uh, Carson Thatcher has a super strong arm. Um, has spent a ton of time at camps and those types of things. And so he, he's, he's really worked hard to be where he is. And then Garrett Zollinger has been in our program for three years, going on his fourth year. Uh, big, strong, good-looking kid, has a super strong arm, has a really, really good understanding of our offense, um, runs it really well, um, continuing to work on his ability to be, um, you know, kind of a complete passer. And so we're excited about all three of them. Um, Garrett, uh, just because of his time in the program, really has emerged as kind of the number one guy right now and is doing a really good job. But those other kids are doing a fantastic job and, and uh, are continuing to battle as well. How do you replace Isaac Larson? I know it's uh, maybe the w- replace is not the correct word, but how do you fill that massive gap because of how big of an impact he had on every facet of the football field? You know, um, 
people said the same thing a year ago about Mason Falslip. How are we going to replace <laughs> Mason Falslip? And the thing about it is, is we have great kids in our program. Um, we have kids that are, are really explosive. And now it's just kind of that, that next man up mentality. We have some really good players uh, who will fill that void now. Um, you know, both of those guys, both Mason and Isaac, brought a dynamic kind of piece to the puzzle. And so we'll use multiple guys to kind of um, take the place of what those guys were doing. Um, Cole Watterson uh, is extremely explosive. He played almost exclusively on defense last year. And um, we kind of look look for him to kind of uh, create some of those explosive type plays. He is really, really fast and super quick, uh, super excited about him. And then uh, we have two other receivers, well, three other receivers that I really like that can uh, kind of take the top off of the defense. Uh, Davis Hall is really good, played a ton at our nickel uh, last year. Um, Jackson Sundstrom, big, strong kid who has great ball skills. Love what he's doing. And then Brooks Rigby has really emerged as a junior. Uh, he's about 6'3", uh, can really jump. And as, you know, he was kind of, I wouldn't say a late bloomer, but kind of like a baby giraffe for his freshman and sophomore years. And now he's just kind of grown into that body and, and uh, really excited about what he's going to be able to do for us this year. Coach Chris Howell, head coach of the Skyview Bobcats, getting ready for their uh, football season opener next week. And, Coach, we talk about players and positions and kind of filling holes. It seems like you don't have as many holes to fill defensively. It seems like a lot of the guys that uh, that played key roles defensively are back this year. Is your defense going to be the strength of your team this year, or is it still going to be pretty balanced? Oh, I, I certainly hope it's balanced. Now, we've, we've been able to play really good defense the last couple of years, and we you know that we we build our team more or less around our defense. You know, I'm a I'm a defensive guy. I love coaching defense, and and so we take great pride in being good defensively. Uh, one of the things we try to do to develop and continue to play good defense is rotate more guys on the defensive side of the ball, and so that way, you know, we we continue to have those guys with a lot of playing time and, and experience, and that's kind of where we're at this year. And so I think early on especially with, uh, you know, maybe some of our losses at the running back position, at the quarterback position, uh, the offensive line position. Uh, we're going to depend on our defense to make some plays and keep us in games. And then as our offense continues to grow and get better and improve and build that chemistry that's so critical on the offensive side of the ball that, that we'll get back to that, that balanced um, situation that you talked about. Eric, you want to hear a stat that blows your mind? <laughs> In the last four years, the Skyview Bobcats are forty-six and three in football games. <laughs> Coach, I got to ask it's you: crazy. How do you how do you continue to motivate? I know it sounds like a stupid question, but I promise I'm being sincere. How do you continue to motivate kids to want to be at their very best when they've been at the pinnacle, when they've been at the absolute peak, won state championships and such? How do you come back and motivate them the following year? What do you tell them? Well, we we talk a lot about. You know, those, we, we rely a lot on those guys that were able to get to the top of the mountain and be a part of that and how hard it was. Because, you know, it, if you're on the outside looking in, it, it might seem or look easy, whatever you want to call it, but it's not. It's super hard, especially when, you know, especially in our region where we've, we've been pretty successful over the last few years, uh, everybody's out to get you. You're going to get everybody's best shot, and so we have to prepare that way. Um, and we, we make sure as a coaching staff and – um, as a leadership group, 
uh, we make sure that we remind kids all the time that we have a target on our back, uh, that if we don't give our best effort, if we don't, um, you know, play and practice with a growth mindset, that, that we're going to get beat um, and get beat a lot. And so we continue to push that way. And then the other thing that I would say is that uh, because of, uh, you know, the, the results we've had the last couple of years, the expectation level is extremely high. And so the culture that exists within our program kind of drives uh, the way we practice and hopefully the way that we perform. Coach, looking at your schedule, you open up the season next Friday uh, hosting Harriman, uh, <laughs> 6A school, and then you got a couple other 5A schools uh, on your schedule. you got uh, a trip up to Idaho. Just Generally, we've been asking some of the coaches, what, your philosophy about the non-region games that you get to schedule, uh, what's your thought process and the, the type of schools you like to try to put on your on your schedule before you get to region play? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I... I believe very strongly in not scheduling any cupcakes. You know, we, we want to use, even though, so now with the RPI, every game counts, you know, they're all, they're all, uh, they all count the same. And so, um, we are building ourselves for the playoffs. And so we scheduled, it was kind of one of those years where it was time for us to reschedule and bring in some new teams and, and some of those things. And to be honest with you, there's not a lot of teams that are, that are super excited about playing us you know, in our classification or a classification above us. And so we went out and found teams that we feel like will help make us better and that will really push our team and, and uh, get us to practice and, and perform hopefully at a very high level. You know, if you look at both Harriman and Mountain Ridge, uh, basically Mountain Ridge is an offshoot or a new school that broke off from Harriman. They're both 6'8 schools. They're going to be really tough just based off of the depth that they're going to have and especially Coach Pierce at, at Harriman High School has had a ton of success and will really challenge us schematically and with, with the guys that they have. Uh, Bonneville had a great season last year. Um, they have really, really good athletes. We'll be at their place, so that makes that difficult. And then Rigby lost in the championship uh, last year, uh, won it the year before. We watched them play Box Elder the week before us last year. Um, up in uh, Rexburg, and they beat Box Elder fifty to nothing, and they might have been the best team that we saw play all year. They'll give us a challenge like we haven't had in a while, and so um, our, our our preseason is brutal. We understand that, and the goal is is to prepare us for for the playoffs. Uh, because we know that that playoff run is going to be critical for us again this year. Uh, Eric asked Coach Cox this yesterday. I want to get your thoughts as well, because you're, you're one of the top teams in the 4A class continuously. Your thoughts on the RPI? You like it or you hate it? I I like parts of it. I'm not in love with the fact that there's only two regions now. Yeah. Um, just in the sense that, you know, based off of the RPI, there's so few teams, we could end up honestly playing two teams from our region the first two weeks of the playoffs, you know, based off of the RPI system. And uh, I don't think that's necessarily healthy. And then long-term, you know, uh, when you get to the playoffs based off of, off of, uh, you know, the RPI system and the fact that there's only two leagues, we could end up going to St. George two weeks in a row as well. And I don't, oh, wow. I don't think either of these situations are, are what's best for kids. But, um, you know, that's out of our control. And, you know, when you get to that point, you're just going gonna, gonna to play ball. It doesn't matter who shows up. Uh, Coach, just uh, uh, another quick question for me. Just your, as you survey Region 11, uh, I know there's a new coach at, uh, at Mountain Crest. There's some new coaching changes with some of the staffs. 
and always there's turnover with players. But as you kind of survey the region, how do you assess what what we're going to see this year up in uh, here in Northern Utah? Uh, it'll be unbelievable battles every single week. Um, I, I just I don't think people understand how good the football is here. First of all, and second of all, how good the coaching and and scheme is. Uh, we have really good players that play really hard, and then we have coaches that prepare really hard as well. Sorry, we've got an announcement going on. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we we know uh, what teams have coming back. Uh, we know that Ridgeline's going to be really good. In my opinion, they have one of the best quarterbacks at the state at, at, um, at all levels. We know how tough he is. Um, we know the guys that they have coming back around him. Um, you know, they have coaches that are familiar with our schemes on both sides of the ball. So that creates challenges as well. Green Canyon's the same way. They have a coach that has a ton of success in this state and a ton of longevity. Uh, they have familiarity with our schemes. Um, Logan, I believe, has a really good quarterback and good running back and people coming back around him. Coach Bowen's getting that thing going in the right direction. Um, they create some great challenges. I think that what, what Coach Kearns is doing at uh, Mountain Crest, um, he's bringing a, a new style, a new scheme that really we don't see a lot at our level. So I know that's going to create problems. Um, and then Bear River is always, you know, I, those those Bear River kids remind me a lot of my time in, in Wyoming and the toughness and grit that they play with. Um, every single week, regardless of record, um, teams are going to bring uh, their best effort and play really, really hard. They get ready for a big day on September 17th. Skyview and Ridgeline, that's in Smithfield. We'll all be looking forward to that one. Coach Hal, thank you so much for your time. Greatly appreciate you. Uh, good luck through the season. and Please stay healthy. Absolutely. Thank you. We appreciate all you guys do to, uh, to provide great opportunities for our kids. Western Extermination is your simple solution for lawn care and pest control. Your yard is meant to be enjoyed without bugs like ants and wasps, mosquitoes and spiders, plus rodents that chew up your lawn and garden. Western Extermination offers fertilization to keep your lawn green and healthy and to keep weeds away. Rodents, dairy flies and mosquitoes cause a problem when trying to enjoy the outdoors. You can count on Western Extermination to exterminate the problem. Ask about military and advance pay discounts, residential and commercial properties, curb to curb services. Western Extermination has you covered. 512-0014. That's 512-0014 for Western Extermination. Bright Green Cars, that's the only thing you need to remember as you're driving down Main Street in Logan looking for Jarek's fine jewelry. Hi, this is Jarek. We have a lot of people comment on the Bright Green Cars outside, and some even talk about the building, but the overwhelming responses come when they step inside. Jarek's showroom was created to offer an intimate, romantic setting for couples to enjoy their ring-buying experience. Everyone is treated like a friend, with no price negotiation needed. Make your engagement special. Make it Jarek's. Come see us at 930 North Main in Logan. Just look for the bright green cars. When it's time for a new haircut, don't cut into your wallet. At New Horizons Beauty College, haircuts, color, highlights, pedicures, and manicures are far less expensive than going to a salon. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. You'll get a great look at a great price. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in the Clock Tower Plaza in Logan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, it's been a lot of fun talking to these coaches. Yeah, it's been awesome. 
you can feel the passion that they have for the sport, for their kids, uh, young men that they, they coach and teach, really a lot of teaching going on in that sport. Um, so it's uh, really fun to see how it's coming together for these teams uh, and uh, as they prepare for the upcoming football season, which begins next Friday. And uh, once again, here, 106.9 The Fan will be the home of the Skyview Bobcats. Uh, every game that they play can be heard here on The Fan. So uh, great that we're able to pull that off with our family of radio stations covering all of these schools. Really exciting to see how that comes together. And, Ajay, that, that stat that you threw out there, uh, this Skyview team has not lost a regular season game in three years. I don't know what else you want me to say. Like 46 <laughs> and 3 and insane. haven't lost a regular season game in three years. It's like, hello. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be another dandy. Like, honestly, and I've said it already twice, I think, but circle the calendar, bold it, italicize letters, put stars next to it, whatever you got to do, and put this date on your calendar September 17th, 7 p.m. at Skyview High School in Smithfield. Game of the week in any classification. I don't care what it is. Skyview Ridgeline. At Smithfield. That is going to be the game to watch all over the state of Utah. Eyes will be on that place. Uh, one last thing here. Oh, and by the way, I just want to keep mentioning this. If you missed that one of those interviews, you want to go back and listen to what Coach Howell or it just went online. Just other coaches about a minute ago. have said you can go on our website, 1069thefan.com, go to the Full Court Press podcast, uh, or wherever you have uh, can subscribe to podcasts, just search for Full Court Press and you'll find <laughs> us there. 2787 sounds kind of like the West Side Pirates in regards to the domination. Yeah, that's true. Isn't that true? Boy, they I, have been man, really that dominant. has been awesome to see. Yeah, West Side. Hey, are we doing, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask it, are we doing our preps pick this year or no? I, at this point, I have not heard oh, okay. that we are. I enjoyed that so stuff. Okay. At this point, my guess would be we probably will not be. Darn it. Uh, last thing for us here before we hand it off, uh, back to Fox Sports Radio. You, uh, Team USA getting ready for Australia tonight. And, uh, yes, it is on Peacock, but it's only on the subscription uh, level. So they do have things you can watch for free on there, but the only way you can watch Team USA play is if you subscribe. You pay that $5 a month or whatever. Um, but they're playing Australia tonight, and uh, I think this should be a great, great showdown uh, there's a lot of talent on both teams, a lot of NBA talent on both teams. You've got Patty Mills, who's just signed with the Brooklyn Nets, and going up against a, a new teammate. And he's carving through Team USA, by the way. And uh, facing his uh, his now old coach, Greg Popovich, Joe Ingles. I mean, there's a lot of talent on that Australian team. Uh, and this is an Aussie team that's going to come out motivated. Team USA has to be ready for what's coming yeah, out. Yeah, well, not only just motivated, but confident. I mean, look, they've beaten... Team USA, two out of three games. They uh, they beat them in last year in the, or two years ago in the FIBA once. Uh, then they beat them this year uh, in their exhibition game, and so they have a lot of confidence. They know how they can uh, they know that how they can handle this. They know how they can go against uh, you know just match up defensively well. They're physical with Team USA. Team USA is not a big fan of that, and they got great offense all around them. They've they've got such a great offense around them. Uh, that can shoot wherever and however, and it's going to be a problem tonight. i, I got to be honest. I've got the Boomers winning this one. I, I think Team USA has started, started to figure out international basketball now and how it's called defense or from the referees. And I think that was probably one of their biggest issues. Uh, sometimes, and even then, it's very inconsistent. Sometimes there will be a touch foul, 
that we commonly see in the NBA that'll send somebody to the uh, to the free throw line. And then sometimes the guy will drive to the hoop and get mauled and no whistle. So uh, I think they're finally getting to the point where we're just going to keep playing until we hear whistles. And uh, this team has uh, started to come together. Tatum, uh, uh, Durant, Damian Lillard. I think they've got some great pieces that are coming together now as a team. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm going to pick uh, Team USA tonight. I think that they're going to power through and and just their overall sheer talent and uh, an ability will overpower Australia. Yep. Uh, well, I hope I'm wrong. Hope you're right. Well, tomorrow we'll find out. We'll talk about it. And if there are any other moves the Jazz might make, they're it's pretty USU full, football media day as well. Yes, tomorrow will be a very busy day all about Utah State football. Uh, first opportunities to speak to the coaches and players since uh, last April. So that'll be a lot of fun. Stay tuned for that. We'll have a lot of audio and a lot of observations to share with you tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. We'll see you.